everybody and welcome back to episode three of Unclassical. I'm Marsha. Emma. <laughs> well, oh, I'm Katie. Em. Yes. Um, oh yeah, it's not episode three of Unclassical. No. Oh, Kate, you fucked it. You no, fucked no, it. No, you interrupted. <laughs> you fucked it from the right. Off go. Bloody hell. I'm oh, sorry about that, Len. Sorry about that. It's been a long day. Um, but no, this is episode three of Emma. <laughs> An episode like, I don't know, 100 Fuck oh, knows, I don't know. I have no idea, many. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't count our episodes like that, and if you didn't already know. No, anyway, I'm Katie. Seasons. Series 17. That's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Plus specials. Yeah. Yeah. Have, You're welcome. We should have a party when we get to episode 20. Yeah, Everyone has season 20. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Season 20. Like, it'll probably just be down the pub. But you're all invited. All invited. Yeah, that'll be a vibe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, um, last week, um, welcome back everybody. I hope, hope, hope you all survived the heat wave. It was been tense there for a while, wasn't it? Well, it was. You, know, you didn't have to fucking edit in there. It was toasty. Oh, that must have been sweaty. Yeah, sweaty, it was. Business. It was. My, uh, no, the laptop died. It was too hot. It gave up the ghost. Uh, oh, you'll probably be all right for this. But yeah, it died. I thought it was all over, lads. But um, and it came back. Well done. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Proud of you. So anyway, to be um, on topic with, you know, being 40 degrees, we obviously went and had a Christmas party over with um, well, Emma and that. Uh, Emma and of course. Yeah. Um, so welcome back everyone. Last week we learned that Mr. John Knightley, um, do you remember who Mr. John Knightley was? Um, he's, um, the husband of the sister. Yeah, so he's Emma's sister's husband and obviously is, um, the Mr. Knightley we know's brother. Yeah, yeah. That's and he name. sometimes says it how he sees it. Yeah, and he's... Um, and he's also mean to the hedgehog. He is mean to hedgehog. Um, Mr. Woodlouse. Yeah, I was going to say Widower. His name is Woodhouse, isn't it? Not Woodlouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woodhouse. Mr. Woodlouse. He's called Mr. Woodlouse because it's like a human being called Mr. Chocolate or something. Hedgehogs like Woodlice. That is true. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, he's a bit of a sulky biatch. Mm. Um, but he is, but you know, of course, saying it like it is, he saw that Mr. Elton had the hot mm. for Emma and now they're all off to the party at Randall's, which is the name of the house where the Westerns live. Confusing. I didn't say this last time, but no, it's the name of the snitch from Recess. I mean, you're not wrong. And that is exactly the kind of thing he'd be like, come to my party and let me get the gossip. Oh, he was a bit of a vibe. <laughs> to be fair, Mr. West is not like that. He is a vibe. He's just very jolly and like, we could all have a merry old time. He's Father Christmas. He is Father Christmas. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, strap in, lads. Yeah. <laughs> So despite Mr. John Knightley's grumpiness, Mr. Elton is just about merry enough for everybody else. Well, of course, there's some um, fancy persons there. And he's already had a few. Oh, has he? Yeah. So he's a vicar. He does nothing vicary. <laughs> is that the criteria? Um, at some point, someone's dying and he goes to make sure, not like a main character, it's just like, oh, and Mr. Elton had to leave in order to attend to... <laughs> So Sorry, that's Jane wishes. Austen every like now and then and be like, shit, that one's a vicar, isn't he? And he had to go to church. Oh, Lucky I headed oh, that yeah. one off. <laughs> yeah, he goes and like, you know, and gives people their last, you know. Last rites. He just disappears when people are dying. Oh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Sneaky boy. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Elton is very, very merry and uh, yeah, he's, he won't leave Emma alone. He's going to stuck to her like you. Like, like you, hey man, what you say? Like you. Leave me alone, Marsha. <laughs> 
go away. <laughs> Emma's um, project of forgetting Mr. Elton for a while made her rather sorry to find, when they had all taken their places, that he was close to her. Ugh. The difficulty was great of driving his strange insensibility towards Harriet from her mind, while he not only sat at her elbow, Ugh. but was continually obtruding his happy countenance on her notice. Sorry, and he was always there. Being happy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Just there, you way you fucking breathe. <laughs> um, wish me luck with this word. And solicitously. Oh, very good, very good. Proud of myself. Yeah. Um, addressing her upon every occasion, literally every. It's like a fucking earworm in the ears. <laughs> that would be annoying, to be fair. Is annoying. Instead of forgetting him, his behaviour was such that she could not avoid the internal suggestion of, can it really be as my brother imagined? Can it be possible for this man to be beginning to transfer his affections from Harriet to me? Baby girl, he never liked Harriet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no transfer. Absurd and insufferable. <laughs> Hilarious. Yet he would be so anxious for her being perfectly warm, would be so interested about her father, and so delighted with Mr. Mrs. Weston, and at last would begin admiring her drawings with so much zeal and so little knowledge, as seemed terribly like a would-be lover, and made it some effort with her to preserve her good manners. <laughs> I feel like, I am trying to really hard to be fucking nice. Like, ugh. Okay, if you're going into retail shops lately, I know we're getting to the summer and everyone's going shopping for their holidays. If the shop shuts at half five, at six, you're fucking out at five, two or 25 past, you fucking cunts. Yeah. Just say, if that's you, no. I don't care what your excuse is. No, you fucking leave. You cannot enter a shop at the time it's closing or like five minutes before Or they've entered beforehand, they just won't leave. Or if we've left, uh, kept the shop open late for you so you can make your final purchase, at 10 past six, when the shop is meant to be shut at six, you can't start telling me about how on your holiday you were training to play the gong so that you can do sound baths. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. And I tell you, when I worked um, in a salon, a lady once stayed for an hour and a half talking after closing. An hour and a half. No, no. No, I think, I mean, you aren't, You had no control there because you didn't own the place. But if I owned the place, I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. My um, public liability insurance is only insured um, during my business hours. I'm like, is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. off. The boss didn't seem to write that and I was just like... It's because it was her whole social life. If you're listening, hi. <laughs> she wrote me this. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that... um. It's, uh, it's been over a year and I'm still angry. <laughs> Much like Emma when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. For her own sake, she could not be rude, and for Harriet's, in the hope that all would yet turn out right, she was even positively civil, but it was an effort, especially as something was going on amongst the others, in the most overpowering period of Mr. Elton's nonsense, which she particularly wished to hear. She heard enough to know that Mr. Weston was giving some information about his son. Ooh. She heard the words, my son, and... <laughs> Frank and my son repeated several times over. Oh, she's the detective. Thanks, this Jane. one, yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad that Jane Austen felt the need to put that little detail yeah. in for us, just, just in case. Well, you know, it's a woman saying that she knew he was talking about her son. I don't fucking believe her. I want to see some evidence. Oh yeah, prove it. Yeah, literally. Um. So yeah. Oh my god. Miss Jelton's the fucking worst. Yeah. Um, Emma reckons Mr. Watts, well, she doesn't reckon, she knows because she has ears, mm. um, that Mr. Um, Weston is talking about a visit from his son, Frank. Mm. Uh, we haven't spoken much about Frank, so there are a couple of things you need to know about Frank Churchill. So, um, Emma's governess, now Mrs. Weston, yeah. um, is now obviously married to Mr. Weston. He is a widower, um, well, had been for years and years. He has one son, Frank, um, who's a grown up. He's like a couple of years about Emma's age, maybe a year or so older. Mm -hmm. And he was taken to live and grow up with his mother's sister, but occasionally visits his father, and they have a good relationship. 
um, Mr. Weston kind of reserves saying anything but doesn't like um, his dead wife's family because they blatantly stand the way on Frank coming to see him more. Um, Why can't he look after his son? He could have. But um, it was just kind of like the thing is sort of like we can offer him because we're richer, we can offer him a better standing yeah. in, in life. Like he'll have more opportunities. And he was like, yeah, that's fair. And also I am pretty devastated and not really in the best state right now. So, yeah. So it was like with everything in, in, the, in this, everyone's just really, well, she was kind of a dick. Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. She was a bit like, he's my son now, the, um, the aunt. I'm a bit weird about it. <laughs> but on the whole, it was like, Everyone has a generally alright relationship. Frank has a really good relationship with his dad. Yeah. It's because he's a good time dad. He is a good time dad. Um, But yeah, like, um, so he's saying he's going to come for a visit. Um, Also, there's like kind of talk around at the moment because he didn't, he apparently couldn't come to the wedding. Um, And people are like, that's fucking rude not Mm. to come to your own dad's wedding. Um, But there's also like, that is rude. But it's also like every time he tries to come down, his aunt is like, I'm really ill, you can't possibly leave me. And so then he has to stay. And he obviously does love his aunt because, you know, she's like his mum. But Mr. Weston's kind of like, I always take her on the. He doesn't really say it, but he's like, he takes her illnesses with a pinch of salt. He's yeah. like, they just seem convenient. Yeah. Just what um, I'm Yeah. So a lot of his... Like when Ross's mum threw herself down the stairs Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, it's convenient to happen that way, isn't it? It's just convenient how it works out. Yeah. Shame. I'm saying you did throw yourself down the stairs. Just I'm say just it's saying convenient. you threw yourself down the stairs a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Frank Churchill is supposedly going to visit. Can um, I just have the quickest little tangent question? I don't think you'll know. But do you think... Prince William and Prince Harry went to Charles and Camilla's wedding. Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest tangent. Probably. <laughs> well, they were quite young as well, weren't they? Charles and Camilla didn't get married until after Diana had died, I don't think. No, yeah, I don't think they had. I think Diana was still very much married to Charles when she died. No, they were divorced. Oh, they got divorced? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Well... I think she was in a relationship with someone else. So. Oh yeah, well they both were cheating on each other loads, weren't they? I'm pretty sure they got divorced. Um, Prince William and um, Harry, we, we know you're avid listeners. Drop me a message, you know, to spill the tea. I mean, if you would. Everyone else is listening, like, this is common knowledge, guys. I know so little about the royal family. Like, mm. I literally know fucking nothing. Mm. I remember being uni once and someone being like, happy royal wedding day, and I was like, what? Is it? And they're like, yeah, Princess Eugenie. And I was like, what the fuck? Who is that? Like, genuinely, who is Princess Eugenie? Is she? I think she must be. Charles must have some siblings. Charles again. Charles is big ears, married to Camilla. He's going to be king. He has Anne as a sister. So I, I don't know if they're Anne's children, but I think they're one of his siblings' children. I think. The pedos. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't think it's the pedos. I think there's another one in there. Was the pedo not allowed to have kids? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was the issue. I think he has got kids. Disgusting. I don't know where Eugenie fits in. She might be his kid. I don't know. She never pedo for a dad. I will say one thing. Eugenie is a fucking cool name. Is it? Yeah. Or is it ugly? Cool. I think it's really cool. She wore a curly labia hat. And whilst I'm pretty out there for labia art, she didn't wear it for those reasons. Oh, no. That, I'm not saying that. Can I you just picture think... the hat? I don't know if it's the hat, but yeah. I have a very strong image. That's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do quite the image, Marsha. <laughs> well, I can see it. I don't know if it's that one, but I see it. It's salmon pink. It was. Of course it fucking was. It was labia. Yeah, it was two curly labias coming down the front. Like, literally, Hell. at an angle like that. 
How embarrassing. <laughs> and everyone Excellent. was like, where did she wear it to? It might have been William and Kate's wedding. And everyone was just like, weird. <laughs> like, I have a question. Yeah. On this tangent. Why is it considered that you have to wear fascinators and like those stupid hats and crap for events where you're generally in a crowd where having a hat or something would be rude because no one fucking behind you can see? I honestly don't know. I think it's stupid. I've got a feeling um, me and Becky, my flatmate, looked it up because she had to wear a hat to go to the Ascot races and she was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't believe in consumerism. Everyone's like a wide one. And we looked it up. She was like, what is the actual reason? Is there some tradition? And the, the reason was just shrugs. Don't know. Just always seem to do, do it. It's nice. <laughs> no, fuck off. Irritates me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, I just think Eugene Lee would be a cool name for a cat. For a cat, yes. Not a woman in a labia hat. Oh, no. It's also one of those names I think is cool for a kid, but as soon as you're an adult. Mind you, when you're an adult, you can be Jeannie, which is pretty cool. Oh, Jeannie is cool. Jeannie is cool. Yeah, she should have tried to make that stick. That's the thing. If your name was Eugenie... You've got to be Jeannie. You'd be Jeannie, which is cool. Which is cool. That is cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Like, I mean, I like big names like that, like Elizabeth, Catherine, things like mm. that. Names that aren't necessarily great on their own, but you can do a lot with them and make them your own. Look how great Marsha is. What you gonna do with that? It's awful as it is, and you can't do anything with it. Ma, you could be shush. (laughs) You could be shut the fuck up. Ma. (laughs) You could be aww. Someone was suggested to me when I was saying, like, how Catherine obviously has a lot of different things to do. Someone's like, you could be Rinny, and I was like, no. You could be Trini. No. You could. You and Trini can be best friends. Trini Woodall. This is getting too niche again. This is something you have to week. I don't know who Trini is. But people don't get that we think she's hilarious. Oh, no one... Sorry, no one likes her for real, do No, they? I think everyone just, like, hates her, like, the way you hate Piers Morgan. Like, I don't oh, think no, Some you... people like Piers Morgan and it scares me. Uh, but I don't think you get many people watching Piers Morgan ironically. Why not? She's amazing. Not no. Piers Morgan, but... Watch yeah. Trini ironically, she's so funny. Yeah, watch Trini Whittle, um, ironically, it's really fucking funny. And if you're listening, Trini, I don't care. <laughs> if you're listening, Trini, never change. Never change, you <laughs> Ever. So good. I mean, you could probably buy a little less because, you know, sweatshops and everything. My favourite is when but... she's like on a no spend month and then she's just like, but I got this and it's like five grand or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Whatever, you know. I just had to, like, whip out the Louis Vuittons and nothing else went with them. If, you know, if you're, fi- if you're feeling a little guilty and you mm. want to go on a splurge and spend some money, Trini will be there for you. Yeah, yeah, she'll be there. She will enable the shit out of that. Unless you're over a size 12. <laughs> she will fat sh- bad bastard! I mean, she'll, she'll let you wear it, but she will fat shame you in the street. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it would look much better if you weren't so large. <laughs> like, great, thanks. The thing you want to do with a large person, you want to avoid your massive stomach. You want to avoid it, you want to make everything look small, small as possible, small. Like, I don't know have to worry about that because I'm very skinny. As a very skinny and attractive woman myself. <laughs> Calm down, Trini. Never change. <laughs> best thing ever. Anyway. anyway <laughs> Frank and Emma are about the same age, but I haven't ever really met. But Emma is very interested in this mysterious Frank Churchill. Ooh. Ooh. Now, it so happens that in spite of Emma's resolution of never marrying, there was something in the name, in the idea of Mr. Frank Churchill, which always interested her. She had frequently thought, especially since her father's marriage with Miss... 
his father's. Yeah. I, like, I remember what? reading that at the time and being like, eh. And then rereading it in the note as I was writing yeah. notes and being like, eh. And doing it again now. Yeah. Especially since his father's marriage with Miss Taylor, that if she were to marry, he was the very person to suit her in age, character, and condition. Oh! So could there be a new blossoming romance forever? I'm imagining, um, what's he called, Mr. Elton, like, kind of breathing heavily at her shoulder. I swear that's in... Oh, it's in Arnold, the guy that fancies Angelica. Future Marsha here. I now realise I mean Helga. Angelica is the Rugrats. Helga. And um, he's always, like, behind her being like... And she's just pining after Arnold. <laughs> that is literally... <gasps> yes. yes! Sorry, when you said Arnold, it went in as Arthur, and I was like, no. I don't remember this. <laughs> what? No, yeah, Arnold, football head. And, yeah. yeah. And then she'd be, like, staring, like, oh, Arnold, my little football head loved... Get away from me! Get away from me! <laughs> it's literally yeah. that. Literally, it's like, so maybe she could move and um, get something going Ooh. there. If Mr. Alton would fuck off! Yeah. Anyway. Mr. Alton really grates on me. Mm. I've noticed. Anyway, the evening goes on pleasantly enough, um, except that Mr. Alton will um, until after a cup of tea and they um, then so they see the snow continuing to fall Aww. and um, they all begin to leave because Mr Woodhouse is worried about their safety so he asks two carriages drivers to go very slowly he and Isabella get in the first carriage and Mr John steps in after them forgetting he was supposed to go with Emma oh. and um, off they trot leaving Emma and then now um, drunk Mr Elton to the next carriage if I, I appreciate he didn't do it on purpose but I as a woman if my mate left me with a guy who was fucking, like, not leaving me alone, who was drunk, alone, I would fucking blow up at them. I would blow up at them. I'd be like, that is unfucking acceptable. And that's her mate. Like, I've heard it before where, I've, I think I've said this before in the podcast, where I've been on a train and there's this weird guy, like, following, chatting to me. Yeah. And so I found, like, the one carriage that's, like, the last train, and there was another person there, a man, and he kept, like, rolling his eyes, like, oh, God, like, annoying people in his carriage. And then the second we got to, like, the de- deserted station at the other end, he ran away from us, like, um, and, like, left me on the platform my own with this guy. I'm like, can you use a Brain? little bit of emotional awareness? Like, just, seriously. Like, not even emotional. Like, just look at the fucking situation. Just, like, engage your brain for 30 seconds. Yeah, and just, like, no, yeah, self-centered We ask cunt. a lot of them. No. We ask us engage your brain for 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. And this is the fucking privilege of men that you don't have to worry about shit Literally. like this. But, yeah. I'm very angry with John for this because it's not fucking okay. I'm annoyed and it it didn't even really happen. I'm really annoyed. I'm really annoyed. And he doesn't get any comeuppance on it. Like, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't try and fucking rape her. Like, so it's it's okay. But like, do you know what I mean? It's not okay. I mean, it's okay in terms of, you know. I know, but it it could have happened. It could have happened. And like, if like your mate, if your mate did that, if you were getting the taxis after the club, I would fucking go ballistic yeah i'd be like you do not fuck i get them on the phone the whole way home yeah and i know like no you're gonna sit there and i'm gonna tell you what a shitty person you are and i sit here and you're gonna be on the phone with me so at least you're here with me in some level you can't yeah anyway anyway so after that now i know that um there is also the driver of the carriage but he is outside like yeah no doesn't really count but and I, I also like... think in that situation, uh, Dr. El- Dr. Elton, um, Elton would be like, I'm a vicar, everything's okay. Yeah, I assume, because like nothing, obviously, the ca- I, it's difficult because um, obviously Jane Austen was, um, obviously she wasn't like fancy pants, but they have servants and like, mm. they always do a thing like, we're so poor, we'll be destitute. <laughs> so we don't get the dinner. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, full star. Yeah. And like, same. I think that's like a thing with like, a difference in time, like, the idea of having our own personal stuff is really weird. Mm-hmm. 
So I do imagine, like, I imagine, like, in this situation, what's about to go down, I'm sure he could fucking hear it. But the fact that it, no one says anything... My like, face is just horrified right Let's just get into it. It's going to happen. Uncomfortable and uneasy, Emma gets into the second carriage, followed by Mr. Elton. She believed he had been drinking too much of Mr. Weston's good wine and felt sure that he would want to be talking nonsense. To restrain him as much as might be by her own manners, she was immediately preparing to speak with exquisite calmness and gravity of the weather in the night. But scarcely had they passed the sweep gate and joined the other carriage than she found her subject cut up, her hands... No, seized. what? Sorry, she found her subject cut up? As in, like, he interrupted her. <laughs> I was like, Katie, what fucking fuck is this? Pull the light. I'm not Mr. Elton. They call me Stabbins. <laughs> yeah, all cut up. She looked around and, like, the, the driver had sliced him up. <laughs> and you were like, This is Jane Austen. I'm not Daphne de Maurier. <laughs> like, like, I just couldn't imagine like having a staff, like, you know, they drive you around, they cut up people that are annoying you, and the so driver's like, I did it for you. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you say? Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry, why do horrific things have to happen on Christmas Eve on books? Do you remember when fucking um, Daphne de Maurier's. Um, Jamaica Inn and they had and they took her off to see like the um the ships getting like fucked up and everything and it was Christmas <laughs> Christmas Day in the morning ah. she went ass first out of window <laughs> and the guy watched her excellent I'm just gonna watch this pan out uh, I, I don't know I'll see what happens <laughs> she went ass first. I swear she didn't actually she put head and went backwards kind of thing but it just sounded like arse it really did sound like arse so in reality she went arse first because i mean there is actually a line about her fingers not being able to grip the roof so she definitely did go out head first but But she went arse first it's just the way it's described like she couldn't get the angle or something i'm like what do you mean what are you doing get your ass back in and either way even going head first that guy just like in the dark watching her like i could let her know i'm here i could pull her out could put her back in Nah. <laughs> or I could watch. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> back to the current book. Then she found her subject cut into, not cut up. Yeah. Um, her hand seized, her attention demanded, and Mr. Elton actually making violent love to her. What? As in not raping her, changing of language over time. But making violent love to her, as in passionately probably kissing her hand and professing his deeper feelings of attraction to her. But I also, different sort of love language and actions over time, is that the equivalent of him like launching himself and her shoving his th- uh, tongue down her throat? Probably not far off. Yeah. Probably slightly less, just because if he did do, if you did that today, your reputation as a potential bride probably wouldn't be tarnished forever. Yeah. Whereas it would be then, so slightly different connotations. Yeah. But still fucking uncool. Yeah. Fucking yeah. uncool. In the way it's kind of written, he's a dickhead, but he's not like a rapey dickhead. Oh, you know, it's nice. That's how low the bar is, man. (laughs) I hope you're proud of yourself. Well, he wasn't a rapist. He's not a rapist. (laughs) Um, And Mr. Elton actually making violent love to her, availing himself of the precious opportunity, declaring sentiments which must be already well known, hoping, fearing, adoring, ready to die if she refused him, but flattering himself if that his ardent attachment and unequalled love and unexampled passion could not fail of having some effect. And in short, very much resolved on being seriously accepted as soon as possible. Yeah. It really was so. Without scruple, without apology, without much apparent difference, Mr. Elton, the lover of Harriet, was professing himself 
her love. Yeah. I said he wasn't rapey. He's not in an actual touchy way. But in the same way, you know when um Lizzie refuses Mr. Collins and it takes yeah. a long time for him to understand no? Yeah, yeah. And it's that whole thing of being like, I see that you are um playing hard to get oh. because you really, really like me. And it's like, no. no. So yeah, discuss. I don't know how to make it clearer. Like, how do you not fucking know? Um, so yeah, why do men assume that women will just blindly fucking love them when they're gross? No. Like, don't be gross. I am very much astonished, Mr. Elton. This is to me. You forget yourself. You take me for your friend. Any message to Miss Smith I shall be happy to deliver. <laughs> but no more of this to me, please. Miss Smith? Mm. Message to Miss Smith? What could she possibly mean? And he repeated her words with such assurance of accent, such boastful pretense of amazement, that she could not help replying with quickness. Mr. Elton, this is the most extraordinary conduct. You are not yourself, or you could not speak either to me or of Harriet in such a manner. Mm. I ha um, <laughs> I'm kind of torn on this part. Like, Emma responding, still pushing for Harriet, is like, I'm not sure if she genuinely thinks she's being a good friend. Because, yeah, you're like, ew, you're a gross. My friend, though. Yeah. Like, you're not good enough for me. You're not good enough for my pal. Get the fuck out of my college. And also, like, after that and him, like, throwing stuff at her, like, in a private... Because it's not all... That's also not cool. Like, no. you know, a private... Pri I mean, the, yeah, the proposal should be private, but not in that level. It's too much. Yeah. Like, that is creepy. Sir, you're too familiar. You forget yourself. You forget yourself, Mr. Elton. Yeah. I am Miss Woodhouse. <laughs> but yeah, like it's not cool. Oh, okay. I am Miss Woodhouse. My father is a hedgehog. My father, yeah. my father is a hedgehog. <laughs> now get away from me. Shoo! Um, but yeah, it's like Emma, let it go. Let it go. No, let it go. Harriet yeah. deserves better. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, it just gets worse as Mr. Elton is shocked that Emma should think he likes Harriet. I'll get over it, Mr. Elton. Good heaven! Good heaven! Oh, um, Mr. Elton, what can be the meaning of this, Miss Smith? I never thought of Miss Smith in her whole course of my existence. Never paid her any attentions, but as your friend. Never cared whether she was dead or alive, but as your friend. Hush! If she has fancied otherwise, her own wishes have misled her. And I am very sorry, extremely sorry, but Miss Smith indeed. Oh, Miss Woodhouse. Who can think of Miss Smith when Miss Woodhouse is near? Fucking savage. Yeah. If you want to be my lover, Do you, you think... gotta go with my friends. Is Emma the kind of thing like, oh, <gasps> I mean, obviously. <laughs> No, she genuinely thinks that, to be fair to her, she is genuinely like, I don't get it. Harriet's fucking beautiful. Okay. I was half a candle to Harriet. Aww. So she gets, she's like, I get him of higher stock and he's got more to gain from marrying yeah. me in terms of class. Like, I'm not an idiot. But not in terms of ass. But then she's like, and she's like, and I get, you know, societally, I am more, I'm smarter. But in terms of like beauty and niceness, Harriet mm. is so nice and so Harriet's pretty. a catch. Yeah. So she does genuinely believe that. Mm -hmm. But Harriet's not. Harriet, it's true. Harriet is really nice and really pretty. Yeah. She's well nice. I, 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 I'm rooting for Harriet, but not with Mr. Elton. Oh no, Mr. Elton's great. So, um, as you can imagine, Emma is actually quite hurt on Harriet's behalf for this. Like, <laughs> I trusted you. you literally just said she didn't care if my friend was literally dead. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Have you seen real from America's Next Top Model and Tara Banks is like we were rooting for you uh -huh. I was rooting for you learn from this <laughs> why is that ever right now learn from this <laughs> I just love to imagine the driver like I'm riding riding I don't hear anything give me a butt I'm just like oh, amazing gonna fucking love me tonight like, what the dishiest dish <laughs> so how was the party Bring the tea. Get the eggnog. 
Put your feet up, destroy the fire, and settle down. <laughs> I mean, like, all of them, to be fair, like, even if it was just like they were well drunk in the carriage, like, oh, tell me all the gossip. Yeah. I just imagine all the drivers getting in at the end of the night, like, oh, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready, we're ready. Let's all gather around and have a bitch. <laughs> I mean, fair vibe. Yeah, I mean, Why did we never watch... Um, Downton Abbey? Or Upstairs, Downstairs, which I swear are actually secretly the same show and no one talks about it. I, I don't really know Upstairs, Downstairs, and... I I swear it has this every time I, one of them's on and I'm like, oh, is this this one? And mum and dad are like, no, it's the other one. And then like you see the same actors and you're like, oh, so it's this one. And they're like, no, it's the other one. And you're like, <laughs> it's conspiracy. <"Same> show. <laughs> <laughs> is upstairs, downstairs maybe a lower budget? I think so. I think upstairs, downstairs is more like comedy. Mm. Like, um, whereas Downton Abbey seems quite serious. <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw a bit of Downton Abbey once, and they were talking you sure it was about upstairs downstairs. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it was Downton. I was trying to give it a go, and they just were talking for like 20 minutes about how to put the china out, and I just I couldn't fuck with that. No, it is a bit like that. I couldn't get behind it when there's a character called Master Bates. And yeah, I seemed to think it was hilarious. <laughs> they can't have that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think oh. someone might have actually said to me later on that his name is Mr. Bates, and I was like, I don't care. He's ruined it. He's Master Bates. He's Master Bates. So, sorry, if he was Mr. Bates, he was once Master Bates. Like, just don't call him Bates. Yeah. Ridiculous. Smith. Pates. <laughs> Slates. Mr. Slates. Greats. Mr. S- Mr. Slate is actually a sick name. Yeah, that sounds like um, a super villain. Um, like Mr. Glass, but he's more hardy than Mr. Glass. Oh yeah, he's, he's slight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, Emma's actually like you know a bit hurt. Um, <laughs> little offended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but Mr. Elton um, still won't take fucking no for an answer. Of course not. Of course not. Everybody has their level, but as for myself, I am not. I think quite so much at a loss. I need not so totally despair of an equal alliance as to be addressing myself to Miss Smith. Oh, fuck no, off. Madam, my visits to Hartfield have been for yourself and the encouragement I received. In- <gasps> encouragement? I give you encouragement, sir. You have been entirely mistaken in supposing it. I have seen you only as an admirer of my friend. In no other light could you have been more to me than a common acquaintance. Ooh. I am exceedingly sorry, but it is well that the mistake ends where it does. Had the same behaviour continued, Miss Smith might have been led into a misconception of your views, not being aware, probably any more than myself, of the very great inequality which you are so sensible of. But, as it is, the disappointment is single, and I trust it will not be lasting. Ooh. I have no thoughts of matrimony at present. I love that the men in this um, aren't concerned with, like, saving face. Can you imagine if you're like, I love you. What? I thought you were into my mate. What? <laughs> and you're like, I, savage. But men are still like this today. Mm. Like, be be embarrassed. They say, oh, don't be embarrassed if someone says no to you. That's yeah. completely fine. Yeah, like, normalise that. Like, normalise that entirely. Mm. Be embarrassed if you feel the need to be like, no, but come on, no. Yeah. Why don't you just marry me now? I said sorry. I said sorry, marry me. But I thought you were like my friend. Oh my God, I won't care if your friend was dead. Why don't you marry me? I have to tell them about I said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I was driving along the other day and this van pulled like really like sharply in front of me, didn't indicate or anything. And as he did it, he stuck his hand out the window and I beeped him and he slammed the brakes on, threw his head out the window and just like went, I said sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. Just a baby. (laughs) Hilarious. Like, okay, on your way, sir. On your way, you're a funny, funny man. 
That's the thing. I said sorry. I fuck you, but I'm in love with you. Shut up. Shut up. Be my wife. But yeah, I just love Emma fucking telling him, like, I have no plans for matrimony at present. At present. Yeah. Do you know what a guy who's looking for, like, any angle, any, like, lo- string of hope there, you're like, at present, you say? <laughs> um, just, I can wait, Emma. I can wait. Gross. Without knowing when the carriage turned into Vicarage Lane, or when it stopped, they found themselves all at once at the door of his house, and he was... So there's, it's been an awkward lot. Oh, yeah, so you remember as well that um, Mr Woodhouse told them to drive really slow because of the weather. It was a loud journey back to Vicarage. <laughs> go a little bit faster. Your father wouldn't like it, miss. So you can hear us. Yeah. Great. 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 So all at once at his door, he was out before another syllable passed. <laughs> Emma felt indispensable to wish him a good night. <laughs> the compliment was just returned coldly and proudly, and under indescribable irritation of spirits, she was then conveyed to Hartfield. Good night and Merry Christmas! Good, good night what? and Merry Christmas to you. You shag. You shag. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking awkward. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, ooh, how awkward! Not a merry Christmas the end of the evening. Hope we can ruin everything at Christmas. I, I think this upset me slightly less, but I think because I'd already gone through Jamaica Inn. Mm. Jamaica Inn really upset me. Yeah, it was because it was very such Christmas-y. a lovely Christmas Eve build-up with her mm. and Jem having a nice day, and then Jem got a little bit weird. Yeah, and yeah. then it all just went, it just went so horribly wrong so quickly. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's just Christmas. It's, it's meant to be fucking Christmas. It's Christmas, everyone. Yeah. It's no. Christmas. Suck it up. Apologise. <laughs> Christmas. Anyway. Okay. Serious question, everyone. I've matched with someone on Bumble, that's what it's called, and they said their favourite thing is to quote Friday Night Dinner too much. Do I open the messaging with, hey, Bubble? <laughs> <laughs> no, not hey. I just bubble. 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 <laughs> no, hello, Bambino. Hello, Bambino. <laughs> I've seen my message from yeah. You have to just start with, Hello, Bambino. <laughs> Hello, Bambino. <laughs> to be fair, what a vibe. That's the best show. That's such a good show. It's such a good show. So I love good. it. Right, anyway. It's so good. <laughs> I'll watch that. I haven't been able to watch it though since the dad died. It's been too sad. I think I have, but it was sad. Yeah. yeah. I In my head, they didn't do this, but in my head there's a, a funeral episode for him. There is a funeral episode for the granddad, but there's yeah. one for the dad. Yeah. It, it doesn't actually exist, guys. It's just in my head. Yeah. But I can see the mum crying and it's yeah. making me sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very Christmassy. It's not very Christmassy. Anyway. Um, so Emma gets home. This is when we were saying earlier about like all the um, staff gathering together to have a good old mm. Christmas bitch and everything. Mm. And the maid being like, uh, Emma's ready to have her hair cut. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, great. Well, you're the only one who fucking doesn't. No, yeah, like, oh, could you do it again? Actually, I want my hair really nice and curly for Christmas. Fucking die! It was meant to be something nice. Oh, literally. Mm. But yeah, so um, obviously her hair gets curled for her. Mm. And before um, we're going to bed, she's filled with guilt about um, how... So even if there wasn't gossip, it's Christmas Eve, you've been waiting for them to get back from the party, she finally gets back, she's like, oh, God. Okay, um, yes, miss, can you curl my hair? I want to go to fucking bed. I to go to bed. Also, you're right. I don't want to really engage with talk right now. I don't want to engage with your fucking hair. Also, want to curl your own fucking hair. Yeah. I mean, I say this, to be fair, curling your own hair is hard. <laughs> it's much easier to do someone else's. <laughs> but still, it's Christmas Eve, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Get your sister to do it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, upset. Let everyone have a nice Christmas. Mm. So they have a cosy Christmas at home as the weather is too bad to go to church. And Emma's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Um, Sorry, at that point, she's like, God. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I looks out at the snow. We couldn't possibly go to church. No. 
Thank you. Um, so they have a quiet, cosy Christmas. It's nice. <laughs> Sorry, so I'm just imagining uh, uh, Vicar Elton, Mr. Elton, being at the church on his own. No one can make that because of the weather, and God just like, yep, yeah, it's what you fucking get. <laughs> Don't come yeah. on to women alone in carriages. It's creepy. Dutty. Dutty man. Dutty. And also, when they say no, accept it. And don't say you don't care if their friends die. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? Naughty. You get to make Christmas on your own. Why didn't she say she loved me? Well, you did say you didn't care if her best friend literally died. Yeah, because you're a fucking creep. You know, I heard... Is it Spice Girls? Mm. If you want to get my... If you want to be my lover, you You gotta gotta get get with with my my friends. friends. Emma seems to really vibe that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. She would. She would. She's Baby Spice. She is Baby Spice. (laughs) No, Emma would be scary. No, Emma's posh. Oh, she is posh. Although, no, Emma's um, Baby Spice would be the romantic one trying to match make people. I think she is Baby Spice. But she's also the ringleader. Yeah. I don't know if posh was the ringleader, though. She was quite quiet and awkward. She was posh. The ringleader would more have been scary or sporty. I didn't really engage with the Spice Girls very much. It's because you're six weeks old. Yeah. Someone I went to uni with really engaged with them, and I was like, I don't really know. I I know their names, and that's all that's about (laughs) Right. Anyway, so yeah, they have a very cosy Christmas at home, as well as bad, uh, which is nice, but Emma is very worried for Harriet and how she will take the news. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have a really detailed account of exactly how that went down when Emma went to go visit her once the weather was better and Harriet was a little bit more well. Oh, God. I'm ready for, like, two words. Well, why would you say that? Of course it got a really lengthy paragraph Of course. Here. The confession completely renewed her first shame, and the sight of Harriet's tears made her think that she should never be in charity with herself again. <laughs> Sorry, my hair touched on I me. I know it was dramatic. <laughs> Thank God we have an entire chapter on sea air and to bulk out the book when we go into details like that. <laughs> Thank for, sorry for screaming, everyone. My hair touched me weirdly. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, so Harriet weeps and Emma comforts her and feels fucking awful about the whole thing. Awkward. Awkward. Um, so time moves on. Frank Churchill is delayed in his visit. Mr Knightley expresses to Emma that this makes him a weak man. If oh, you I'm... can't be punctual, what no, kind of man are like, you? It's, it's like this whole fucking chapter on it. Like, of Emma being like, oh, it's a shame he couldn't come. And Mr Knightley's like, ha! And she's like, why are you being weird? Yeah. And he's like, I just think it's, like, really pathetic of, like, a grown man not to honour himself and, like, keep on time. And she's like... I don't know, he might have other things going on. Isn't his aunt like really sick and like he has to tend to her and he's like, Oh, a man should a man should know better I'd like, <laughs> expect such things of a child, but a grown man should just be more punctual and I think he's rude and she's like, Yeah, you don't know everyone's side of the story though. His aunt could actually yeah. be really ill, so it's a bit dickish of you to be like that. Why do you hate Frank Churchill considering you've never met him? Are you jealous of him? I'm not jealous, I just hate him. Does he love Emma as well? Yeah. Mm. Um, not at this point. Kind of at this point. I don't know. Mm. Um, everyone loves Emma everyone's in love with them. well the thing is Frank Churchill doesn't even know Emma at this point yeah I don't really know why Mr Knightley hates Frank Churchill because he's sexy I he doesn't even know him though like he didn't know because he, he's I, jealous of the name <laughs> pretty much I think it must literally just be because like yeah Mr Knightley is very honourable and like everything's done in a certain way oh. and because Frank Churchill he's alright mm. Like, but he colours outside the lines. Yeah, like, he's just, like... And obviously, yeah, he hasn't been to see his uncle, his dad yet, and people are a bit, like, mm, about that. Mm. But it's, like, again, it's, we don't know how sick his aunt is. Yeah. His anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, Harriet is still sad over Mr Elton. Um, one day, while out for a walk, and Harriet is lamenting how wonderful Mr Elton is, mm. Emma decides to call in on Mrs and Miss Bates, yeah. mother and daughter. 
Um, Mrs. Bates, the mother, is a very old and almost blind and very... I've written I'm very old again. That'll happen if you went oh, too no, much. Sorry. <laughs> and very old, no pun intended, friend of Mr. Woodhouse. Her mm. daughter, Miss Bates, is very sweet and simple. She's like a grown-up. She's like older than Emma, like 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, so grown-up, grown-up. Um, it's very sweet and simple and talks far too much, but is just delighted with everything and very mm. grateful to everyone around her, mm. which Emma finds really fucking Mm-hmm. Um, so the Bates are kind of like what would become of the Bennett sisters if they didn't marry well. So like they were oh. kind of born into okay society. Yeah. Um, but Miss Bates, so Miss Bates, yeah, Miss Bates was born into a better life. But having not married and her father dying, has fallen <laughs> in class and monetary wealth. Um, so she still mixes with like the higher class group in that area, but doesn't really belong there anymore. But just because everyone's charity great. friends, pity friends, pity friends. No, everyone in Hartford's just actually really nice. Like, well, she's <laughs> just a really nice person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's and like, and also she's just our friend. So yeah, she's invited. Like the Bennets at the shot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, everyone just nice. She's just. Yeah, mm. um, and uh, Emma doesn't really give a fuck about her being low class. Like that's not what mm. bothers her really. It's that she just really grates on her. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of get. It. We can't like everyone, <laughs> but still. Um, anyway, Miss Bates did have a sister who did marry well and had a daughter. daughter. Unfortunately, her sister and her husband both died, leaving little Jane. And her Jane husband was... abandoned us, leaving us back. He died, Marsha. He abandoned us. Abandoned us. Um, so Jane was um, taken in by her aunt, Miss Bates, and Mrs. Bates, the grandma. Mm. The masturbators. Um, but Jane's father had asked one of his wealthy high-class friends, Mr. Campbell, Colonel mm. Campbell, to look after Jane until she was either old enough to find a position as a governess or basically get married off into higher society, because, yeah. Um, Mr. Campbell and his wife have a daughter who's about Jane's age as well, so the the agreement was always, like, we'll raise her with a fantastic education, giving her such a better standing in life. Yeah. But she's not going to inherit anything that has that's going so to be a fucking pressure right and then you can be a governess or you know you could marry you could marry a rich man you could save us all you could save us or you could be a governess that's also okay or you could marry hollywood kid, hollywood kid. <laughs> to be fair there's a isn't that kind of pressure it's just always the agreement is always just sort of like you'll go into service mm. like once you're of age but you'll be able to get a much better position because mm-hmm. you'll be really well educated and everything but also, you know, she could have married. Mm. Um, but it's kind of reaching that age now where mm. she's going to have to start be looking for service. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, Mr. Campbell um, looked after Jane. Um, and as this was the best chance for Jane, um, Mrs. and Miss Bates let her go. But she would still come and visit them. And as I said, everyone here was lovely. So the Campbells treat her like a second daughter. They're really nice to her. Mm-hmm. She has a really great time with them. Um, as, although They're really nice. She has a great time. <laughs> although, as I said, she wouldn't inherit anything. Um, her loving aunt and grandmother adore her and are very grateful to um, the Campbells for looking after her and also really just delighted every time she comes home to visit as well. So it's nice. It's like, it's quite sad though because it's sort of like, oh, Jane, she's so accomplished. She's like an mm. amazing musician. She's like so clever, so accomplished and everything. But it's like, it's, everyone's almost like, it's a shame because she is going to have this huge fall from grace because... Mm. Yeah. Then you're just going to be a governess. Yeah. Snooties. Um, sorry. Um, so that's what you need. She's allowed to be a governess if she wants. Yeah. Well, I don't think she does want. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Um, so that's what you need to know about the Bates and Jane Fairfax. Okay. One more thing about Jane. 
Emma doesn't like her. Jane is everything Emma wishes that she could be, basically. She's incredibly dedicated to her music. She's a really excellent um, pianist. P she's an excellent penis. She's an excellent penis. Um, and Emma couldn't be bothered to practice, so it's only all right. Jane is also uh, described as being stunningly beautiful. I see you, Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. Another character where the person's called Jane who's the most beautiful. I see you. Just so, so hot. So pretty. And everyone thought Jane was great. Everyone loves Jane. Um, she's incredibly reserved and shy, so Emma feels she's haughty and can't even be bothered with her, basically. Yeah. She ain't gossip. Mm. I think she's haughty. So, back to the story. Um, Emma calls in on the Bateses to distract Harriet from Mr. Elton and meets Miss Bates mm. in a flurry of excitement. Ooh. Jane is coming for a long visit while the Campbells visit their real daughter mm. um, in Ireland, who has recently been married. Um, there is some curiosity as to why Jane didn't want to go with them to see her sister, as they grew up together. I'm just going to call her sister friend from here on out, because... Mm -hmm. They are friends, they're like, but, you know, sister friend. Sister friend. Um, but there is an idea that maybe Jane feels the separation growing now is she is almost of age and will have to look for work um, to support herself, so maybe that's it, but Jane is just saying that she can't handle the travel because she's poorly. Yeah. Jane would have fucking vibed COVID and been like, I oh. can't, I'm isolated. I can't come out, I am sick. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, boo, you whore. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. But anyway, um, they sit for a while with Miss Bates while she chatters on, insisting she'll read the letter Jane wrote but keeps getting distracted, so Emma makes a polite excuse and they head home. Yeah, Emma really doesn't like her. Mm. At least the visit does distract Harriet from Mr Elton for a little while. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention... After Emma refused Mr. Elton, he went to Bath for a few weeks mm. to visit friends, um, but definitely to get away from Emma for yeah. a while. Good riddance! Good riddance. I think it's all like, oh, good. Such a shame, I miss you, goodbye now. Goodbye now, goodbye. So Jane Fairfax arrives and Emma thinks it's time for a fresh start. Perhaps she should be a better friend to Jane Fairfax. Mm. Oh, that's the, that's the other thing. Everyone's always been like, you and Jane must be such good friends. Mm. You're the same age, same interests. And mm. just, Emma's just like, oh. And she's such a good person to have around you because you could aspire mm -hmm. to be like her. Literally, so Emma's just like, fuck off. Mm. Um, but she's like, you know what? Yeah, she has got a shit situation in life. Maybe I should be a better friend. Mm -hmm. So when Jane arrives, Emma goes to visit her at Miss Bates' house and tries to strike a conversation about Frank Churchill as she knows Frank and Jane have met previously. Mm -hmm. She is also very reserved when she asks about her friend's sister's husband, Mr. Dixon. She was more reserved on the subject of Weymouth and the Dixons than anything. She seemed bent on giving no real insight into Mr. Dixon's character. On her own value for his company or opinion or the, su su the, suitableness, the suitableness, suitableness of the match. It was all general approbation and smoothness, nothing delineated or distinguished. It did her no service, however. Her caution was thrown away. Emma saw its artifice and returned to her own surmises. There probably was something more to conceal. That her own preference, Mr. Dixon perhaps, had been very changing one friend from the other, or been fixed only to Miss Campbell for the sake of the future £12,000. So, mm. yeah. Emma's trying to like quiz her, like, so what's your um your sister friend's new husband like? And because yeah. she's being so reserved, Emma's like, there's something extra going on here. <laughs> did, did you two maybe vibe? Was, was that a bit you chose your sister? Because, well, she had money coming yeah. in. Yeah. Nothing is that what's going on? Mm. Interesting. Elevated status. I've had real food to leave that as a... Yes, Angelica. <laughs> I love that song. Anyway, the like reserve prevailed on other topics. She and Mr. Frank Churchill had been at Weymouth at the same time. It was known that they were a little acquainted, but not a syllable of real information could Emma procure as to what he was truly like. Was he handsome? She believed he was reckoned a fiery fine young man. Was he agreeable? He was generally thought so. Did he appear a sensible young man, a young man of information? 
at a watering place or in a common London acquaintance, it was difficult to decide on such points. Yeah. Manners were all that could be safely judged of under a much longer knowledge than they had yet had of Mr. Churchill. She believed everybody found his manners pleasing. Emma could not forgive her. No. I just love how pissed off it makes Emma. She's like, you bitch. So, sorry, just surmise me what's just gone on. She's met Mr. Churchill. Jane knows yeah. Mr. Churchill. Yeah. They've met. Yeah. So Emma's like dropped in and to have a catch them. So she's like, so tell me about your sister's wedding. Yeah. And she doesn't really get her. She's like, so we have to to know Ch- Frank Churchill. What's he like? Oh, he's nice. <laughs> Anything handsome? else? Most would say so, yes. <laughs> Is he funny? To the right crowd, yes. I mm. would say that many would think so. Uh, well, you know, all nice things. It's all water and vanilla. <laughs> and I was like, I came here for chilli cheese and Chocolate. wine. <laughs> oh, wine and spice. And you give me fucking water. And mm. you're chattering aunt. You suck. You fuck it. I won't come round again. Literally, she's like, fucking what? Mm. Funny. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it just makes me laugh how much it pisses, pisses Emma. <laughs> so yeah, Emma doesn't warm to her. But I do get, when someone is really reserved, then doesn't give you anything, it's difficult to relax around them and be yourself because you're like, I don't know why you're still. Yeah, like, I, I, you're not being fully yourself, so I can't be fully myself. There are barriers in our way. Exactly. So next day, Mr Knightley pops over to see Mr Woodhouse and Emma. Emma, said Mr Knightley presently. I have a piece of news for you. You like news? I heard an article in my way hither and thought it will interest you. News? Oh, yes, I like news. What is it? Why do you smile so? Where did you hear of it all? At Randall's? He had time only to say, no, not at Randall's. I have not been near Randall's. When the door was thrown open and Miss Bates and Miss Fairfax walked into the room full of thanks and full of news, Miss Bates knew not what to give quickest. Miss Denightly soon saw that he had lost his moment and that not another syllable of communication could rest with him. Oh, my dear sir, how are you this morning? My dear Miss Woodhouse, I come quite overpowered. Such a beautiful hindquarter of pork. You are too bountiful. So, yeah, Anna sent them a gift. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the news? Mr. So why did she send them a gift? Because she felt bad. Oh. Emma just likes to send people, like, well, this is where Emma does care that they're a bit poor. Um, oh. And just basically has, like, charitable acts. But Pity pork! Yeah, it's pity pork. <gasps> God. She does a lot of that. Like, she, yeah. like, runs errands to like i must take the apples to the blah blah blahs okay um, but it's like when she said about um mr martin she was like mm. he's not poor enough mm. to interest me because i can't do anything i've never done any charity work for him yeah okay mm-hmm. so yeah it's that kind of thing it's pretty pork um, you are too bountiful have you heard the news mr elton is going to be married <gasps> married mr elton to whom yes whom a Miss Hawkins. A Miss Whore. Miss Whore. Um, no one has heard much of her other than she is of reasonable class and her sister has married very highly. Um, mm. And Miss Bates is simply overjoyed by the news. A new neighbour for us all, Miss Woodhouse, said Miss Bates joyfully. My mother is so pleased. She says she cannot bear to have the poor vicarage without a mistress. This is great news indeed. Jane, you have never seen Mr Elton. No wonder that you have such curiosity to see him. Jane's curiosity did not appear of that absorbing nature as wholly to occupy her. No, I have never seen Mr. Elton, she replied, starting on this appeal. Is, is he a tall man? <laughs> what? Sorry, what is Jane? Jane, they have arrived and Jane has got a body under the table and her brain is not in the conversation. It is, oh my God. Jane's it's... turned up with Miss um, Bates. They're at Emma's house. 
She's got a body under her skirt. She's been intercepted at some point. Her brain's not in this conversation. She's not there, yeah. She's not there. It's thinking, oh, she's left the body at home. She had to leave the house quickly. She's like, it's going to start smelling. It's going to go rancid. Yeah. I'm like, have you met him? What? Is he tall? I don't know. I mean, Jane is quite annoying just because she is bland. Mm. It all comes across as so bland and it is annoying. Uh, is he tall, man? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, like, it's like that almost crippling shyness. Oh. It, it's not even that she's shy. It is just that she's... Well, it's kind of that like she is shy. Mm. But she's very reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never really get a taste of what her personality is actually like. So it is difficult to warm to her. I get it, Emma. I get I, it. I but, mean, she feels strongly in one regard about tall people. I mean, even... it does make me die, though. Just, like, clutching. Like, like sorry. Is he tall? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't know. Like... What do you want from me? Yeah. Go home. Want to be an introvert? Leave me the fuck alone. alone. <laughs> to be fair, a bit later on, um, that another character's gonna get introduced. She's fucking annoying. Yeah. And, like kind of clings to Jane and it's like we're best friends now. Mm. And you can just see Jane is like, I would happily murder you. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, Jane has the patience of a saint. <laughs> I will say that for her. But yeah, that is all to come. Yeah. So lol, you could at least pretend to care, Jane. Yeah. Clutching at straws, man. Anyway, moving on. Frank Churchill's promised to come again. There's a lot of talk of it's being rude of him not having met his stepmother yeah, yeah. for so long. Um, so Mrs. Weston is quite anxious about it as she wants to meet him and for it all to go well to, you know, be nice for her hubby. Nice big happy family, isn't it? A nice big happy family. Have a nice time. Finally, the day arrives. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet it's squeaky bum old time. Everyone's going to be feeling a little bit nervy. Everyone is. Have they put on a nice spread? Well... Mrs. Weston asked Emma to think of her at four o'clock when he should be arriving. <laughs> and so naturally, in true Jane Austen style... Did she just um, go over? No. Okay, good. So, um, That's rude. The morning... So Emma Emma remembers to think of her friend. Okay, good. My dear, dear, anxious friend, said she, in a mental soliloquy. Sorry, a mental soliloquy. Why don't we all do it as we're walking along? It's like, oh, my dear friend. You can imagine the expression on her face. Like, hmm, quiet whilst I bemuse my internal monologue. And yeah. Then... The clock struck 12 as she passed through the hall. Tis twelve, I shall not forget to think of you four hours hence. And by this time tomorrow, perhaps, or a little later, I may be thinking of the possibility of their calling here. Just like, so it literally goes through all the hours, like, tis ten o'clock, I shall not forget to think of you in a few hours. Like, Fuck off, Emma. This is making me have a stroke. I know. So there was a knock at the door. She mm. opened the parlour door and saw two gentlemen sitting with her father. Uh, Mr. Weston and his son! Ooh. They had um, been arrived only a few minutes, and Mr. Weston scarcely finished his explanation of Frank's being a day before his time, and her father was yet in the midst of his very civil welcome yeah. and congratulations when she appeared to have her share of surprise, introduction and pleasure. The Frank Churchill, so long talked of, so high in interest, was actually before her. He was presented to her, and she did not think too much had been um, said in his praise. He was a very good-looking young man. Height, air, address, all were unexceptional. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and his countenance... <laughs> all were... All right. Um, <laughs> did our mum write this? <laughs> yeah. And his countenance had a great deal of the spirit and liveliness of his father. He looked quick and sensible. She felt immediately that she should like him, and there was a well-bred ease of manner and a readiness to talk, which convinced her that he came intending to be acquainted with her, and that acquainted they soon should be. Ooh, that's acquainted. She's like, I'm going to jump your bones, Frank Churchill. Uh, so Emma has the hearts, and I think we should leave it there for today. Okay, her loins have been lighted. So, just as a quick recap for everyone, 
Mr. Elton professed his love to Emma. Yeah. She said, nah, he's gone off um, and now got engaged somewhere, someplace else in Bath. Mm. We don't know much about his future wife. No, no. Harriet's really heartbroken. She keeps crying and Emma's just like, mm, sorry, I'm Harriet. Sorry, I was trying to help. Um, Jane Fairfax has showed up who is um, just vanilla. vanilla and quiet. Mm. But just clearly has a dead body somewhere. <laughs> that she's trying to plan what to do with it. <laughs> Frank Charles just rocked up. And... He's nice. He's really nice. Yeah. Like he's 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 there for a laugh. He's here for a good time, not a long time. Am I right? Am I right? Um, and Mr. Woodhouse is a head trick. He's a head trick still, and he's a Woodhouse. And thank you, everyone, and good night. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in guys um we will be back next time with the next episode i bloody hope so we meant to be recording next one because we're going on holiday next week so we're gonna have to see if we pull our finger out and bring it all together if we don't i'm sorry guys sorry. <laughs> we'll be back we'll very be soon but we, we we will fucking fucking try to pull it all together for you and yeah if you've liked what you've heard make sure you check out our socials if you really like what you've heard make sure to check us out on patreon and uh yeah we will see you soon guys bye, bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Bye.